Hey, how you doing? So today's episode is going to be a little bit different than a normal guest episode. Uh, I came across a guy, his name is Will Turbot, and he hosts a, a radio show and does some things on his own that uh, are really interesting. Uh, even if you don't, you don't have to agree with everything that he says, but uh, the idea and where he comes from is uh, is completely right. You should question uh, a lot of stuff that you hear, a lot of stuff that um, the news and and these other outlets are throwing your way. And uh, I just wanted to have him on, have a good conversation, and uh, just see where it went. It was completely free form. I didn't have any kind of outline that I wanted to go by. I just wanted to have a conversation and, and get it down for you guys. Hopefully you could be entertained by it. Uh, but first, let's get into uh, today's episode, partially brought to you by Gold Money. Uh, if you're interested in opening a Gold Money account, it works just like a regular bank account, except instead of dollars, you use gold. And uh, it could be not just gold, it could be any of the precious metals, gold, silver, uh, palladium, platinum. So you're not exposed to your currencies. Uh, fluctuations in value uh, you are exposed to the fluctuations in value of the precious metal but thankfully precious metals don't fluctuate in value as much as currencies do and uh, I'd say Will could appreciate this Gold, uh, precious metals aren't manipulated you can't manipulate the the price of them especially very much uh, these precious metals are mined and uh, not created you can't the there isn't a central bank who can just decide to create more gold uh, the only thing they can do to create more gold is to go out and mine it and work for it and thankfully uh, that has a cost which is reflected in the price so if you would rather spend gold and have your wealth stored in gold instead of dollars go to goldmoney.com use the referral code drew talks biz B-I-Z, all lowercase, no spaces. Uh, also, I've talked a little bit about Bitcoin. Now, I don't suggest that anybody invest in Bitcoin. I know that it's been going up, up, and up, but it is a bubble. Uh, and unless, unless something happens for the value to catch back up with it, then it is going to pop at some point. So I wouldn't suggest having too much money in it, especially now. But there are benefits of using it for purchases and transactions there's some websites that I buy stuff from and I get a 20% discount because I pay with Bitcoin instead of dollars or gold even they give me a 20% discount for paying with Bitcoin so I what I do is I use Coinbase Coinbase is like PayPal but for cryptocurrencies and it works just like uh, PayPal the the account setup and verification and all of that works just the same you can attach your bank account and your debit cards and then you verify that you verify ownership they'll make two small deposits into your bank account and then withdraw them you go in there and get the uh, the amounts of those two deposits come back to coinbase tell them what it is and you verified uh, you'll also send a picture of your uh, license or photo ID and that's to verify your identity same exact thing that PayPal does and that's why I like them so much they are secure 
a lot of these other places they sell you ones oh they're simple they're easy you know just sign up and give us your name and create an account with a username and a password and there you go well there's no there's no security in that if that's if it's that easy to set an account up with them imagine how easy it would be for a hacker to come in and, and take all of the Bitcoin and all of the money uh, I just don't trust it so uh, the aggravation if you want to call it that of setting up an account is also what saves your ass and, and makes it secure if you want to open up a coinbase account I've, I'll uh, I'll uh, list the details of it in the description of this video it'll be the link you can just copy and paste it and uh, it's a re it's a, a referral code and you'll get ten dollars after you deposit your first one hundred dollars with them so you deposit a hundred your balance will be a hundred and ten and you can immediately withdraw that or use it to buy cryptocurrencies or whatever uh, but it's just a free ten dollars so that's instantly you're getting a ten percent return on your money just from opening the account and making the deposit uh, again I'll put that uh, link in the description and you can just copy and paste it if you're interested in that but anyways uh Here's the podcast. It was a it was a pretty good one. Really interesting. I think this is episode eight or nine, episode nine, I think. And uh, got a real special guest for for everybody today. He's the host of a radio show. Uh, it, it's called Demand the Truth, right? That's right. Okay. And uh, his name is Will Turbot. I'll let him tell you just a little bit more about him and what he's got going on over there. So, uh, hey, Will, how you doing? I'm very good, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to uh, to come on and speak with you today. Uh, yeah. Myself, I'm just an ordinary person who about 10, 12 years ago, um, I saw a lot of injustices happening over the world, um, and a lot of it was financed with our tax money, atrocities, overseas with children getting trafficked, uh, illegal wars, and all this thing going on. And I finally woke up to that fact and started doing my research about how things were a little bit different than I've been told. And then when I verified myself that that in fact was true, then I started talking a lot. And everyone said, wow, Will, you talk so much about this. Well, what are you doing? What are you doing? So slowly but surely, I've been uh, creating groups, organizations. I've been doing protests. Uh, I've been trying to collaborate with people uh, throughout the political spectrum, and uh, I think um, I'm also a host of a radio show, like you mentioned, it's uh, 990WBOB.com, and you can check out my past episodes there, you just go to the past cast, has all the episodes, uh, and uh, I like you, on my radio show, I try to showcase uh, intelligent people that probably know far more than me, and uh, get their opinions on things to either back up or go against what I'm saying. Uh, and I just try to present people with information that's factual, non-debatable, but is different from what they've been hearing. And uh, that's all I try to do, really. That's great. That's great. And that's one of the reasons that uh, you caught my eye when I came across it. Because, in the, like, I think we talked about it, the specific video, you were at a protest. And uh, <laughs> it, the video started out at with uh, you, you talking to one of the candidates who was going to run. And I feel like he was... He was running against uh, somebody who was pretending to be uh, an Indian. Does do you know which video? Yeah. I'm so uh, that individual I was interviewing that was at the rally for the Republic in Boston, Massachusetts, where some right-leaning individuals 
pro-Trump people, more conservative people were having a rally centered on free speech. And then there was a few hundred uh, left-leaning Antifa and Black Lives Matter and some veterans for peace. There was a whole diverse group of people there. But uh, the individual I was interviewing was Dr. Shiver Adiurai. And uh, he's got four degrees from MIT. Uh, he is Indian by way of India, not Native American. And uh, on Elizabeth Warren's birthday, he sent her a DNA test to try to prove her. And Elizabeth Warren is a senator from Massachusetts who has claimed that she's Native American and hasn't brought any proof to that. And in actual fact, there's been some uh, news articles saying that, she, in fact, that she's not Native American, but her people helped oppress the Cherokees. So she, if she is Native American, she's yet to, to prove that. But this guy, is like, he, like I said, he has four degrees from MIT. Um, he's created businesses. He created the form of email, which we know today. Um, and he's a much better uh, candidate for somebody like Massachusetts. He's going against the left and the right wing. And against somebody that's cozy with Monsanto and Goldman Sachs like Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, I noticed in the interview, he it seems like he he was Republican or he was associated with one party at one point, and uh, but he just kind of got fed up with it, and now he's running as an independent. Exactly, yeah, and uh, and then the scene from there is kind of degrades. He's getting now he's starting to gain a little traction in the mainstream, but uh, he's not getting the kind of coverage that the political candidates in the left or right typically see because he is such an intelligent, viable candidate that would be a common-sense, no-brainer choice to be elected over any uh, candidate fielded by the Democrats or the Republicans that they don't want to give him the showcase because once people are given a platform to showcase hypocrisy and common sense, uh, like Ron Paul did during the 2008-2012 uh, presidential candidates for the Republican side of things. Once people are allowed to see common sense on TV, then they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And, and it starts to resonate with them. And that's why this movement has started to build because of people <coughs> slowly getting that platform. Yeah, absolutely. I remember that. And, uh, uh I, now I I did vote for Obama in that election, but if uh, only because Ron Paul didn't get the nomination, I'm I'm still and I know that a lot of it pains a lot of people to hear this, but I'm still of the opinion if uh, you don't get the nomination of one of the two major parties, then you really uh, you you don't stand a chance, uh, especially if you don't make it into the uh, into the debates. Now I think we had the issue this past election where uh, uh, Gary Johnson was trying to get. If he could get 15 percent of the uh, of the votes or whatever in the polls, then he would have been able to been at the same debate with Trump and Hillary. But because he uh, because he wasn't able to achieve that, then he he, did, he wasn't able to to be in the debates. And I, it's it comes it's down to me. Vicious. Go go ahead. No, and it's just a vicious cycle too because the media doesn't give these third party candidates the voice or the platform to gain that 15%, so then they can't get the 15% when it comes to the platform. So it's a vicious cycle. It's it's, uh, it's a catch-22 because you can't get that platform in order to have that platform. So it's, it's evil how the system works that way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot of people who will argue that uh, we need to get money out of politics, but uh, they don't understand that without money in politics, 
a lot of people wouldn't know half the candidates. So we're like you said, it is a catch twenty two. We have to figure out a way <clears throat> so that all the candidates are are able to have their voices heard and and their opinions heard, while at the same time not making it so not enabling them to be influenced by money because a lot of that money doesn't come free there's there's favors attached to it there's strings attached to it so there has to be something done there and uh i i think that the best solution to it would be to take a lot of the power away from the federal government because if they didn't have the power to uh uh then the influence wouldn't be there. They, you know, you can't buy favors from somebody who can't do you a favor. So if they're, uh, if we took the power away from them, and I'm not saying to dissolve the federal government, but I think that they've they've overreached their constitutional uh, uh, boundaries and and authority granted by the Constitution in a lot of aspects. Uh, and if we could just pull back some of those, uh, it would help a lot with uh, these big companies and corporations buying favors from politicians and the politician but the and like i said the politicians need those that money in order to to get their name out there because if, if it's think about how big the u.s is uh if you don't if you don't have money you're not going to be able to get in front of all these people to, to get your 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 poll numbers up so i don't do you can you think of a good answer to that a good uh solution to that issue well, the solution to the issue is this, because you're right. I mean, government doesn't need to be chopped down widely in scope, so it doesn't have that influence. I mean, one perfect example is they have paid out $15 million to hush people for discrimination and sexual abuse, and that's just one avenue um, of bureaucracy worthwhile. <clears throat> but the solution is we all need to do exactly what you're doing is spreading the word and letting people know about alternatives and different ideas and letting people know that because what it comes down to is not just the government too because obviously the government's controlling the media they've been running it since back in the day with Operation Mockingbird where they paid out over a billion dollars worth of today's money to propagandize the media in the U.S. and they're you know forbidden from operating here domestically that's the FBI's job and then in 2014, when the National Defense Authorization Act was reauthorized, they then again allowed and signed into law the CIA to have domestic propaganda. So with the media uh, brainwashing us and also the news uh, and the government, it's tough because you have both avenues and corporations as well. And these same corporations, they're all meeting under the same tent at Davos and Bilderberg Group and all these other places, they're all, they're all friends. So I think the best solution is we need to find the factual information about what's really going on and cipher through the, the crap, because there's a lot of crap out there. We need to find the best factual information, the smoking guns, to present it to people. And if you don't know how to present it to somebody, or if you don't like the way another person presents it, find somebody else that does, or send it in the email, send it in the video, or show somebody, because there are some really big, crazy factual uh, documented evidences of things like the Federal Reserve, 9-11, and Bilderberg Group, and all these things that are factual and we can prove, and it just needs to get to the point where it's a consensus enough people know about it, because right now there's not enough people that know about something to take action on it, and I mean that peacefully. Yeah, I... I'd, I'd heard you mention the Bilderberg Group uh, a, a lot in that video. Can you explain a little bit about what about what they are, what that is? To maybe there's some people yeah, listening so, that don't know. 
to me, I think Bilderberg Group is one of the most, uh, the largest smoking guns as to how this entire world is controlled. And I think people always like will run for the cure of breast cancer or will, you know, will jog for this, the cure, the cure, but we never look for the cause of something. You know, when you have a problem, you want to look what's causing the problem, you know? So forget the cure. So what's causing a lot of the problem is the Bilderberg Group. And the Bilderberg Group is the literal definition of a conspiracy. Uh, they were first found meeting in 1954 at Beck College in the Netherlands and at the Hotel Bilderberg. And it was a group filled with the Dutch royal family, the English royal family, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, the individual named Joseph Brenninger, who was a Nazi, um, other individuals that were Nazis. And every year, they've been meeting secretly and illegally except for a couple of years in the 70s where there were protests, uh, they've been meeting every single year secretly and illegally against the Logan Act and the U.S. Constitution, which forbids United States officials from meeting secretly with uh, foreign dignitaries or otherwise behind closed doors. And on top of that, they're getting the police and armed guards and security at our taxpayer money to protect them for this uh, secret illegal conspiracy collusion. People want to talk about the Russian collusion. This is the ultimate of all collusions because you have Nazis, royal families, heads of the World Bank, heads of the media conglomerates, um, like I said, heads of the Federal Reserve, heads of all these multinational corporations meeting secretly and illegally every year. Not only that, they brag about creating their European Union. They brag about raising oil prices. And lastly, I'll just say, 1991, Tony Blair and Bill Clinton went to the Bilderberg Group. In 1992, they became heads of the respective governments. 2005, Angela Merkel went there. 2006 or 2005, later that year, she was the head of Germany. Emmanuel Macron went there in 2014. He's now head of France. So these people create pretty much the progenitors, pretty much, of everything and control the, the world sphere when it comes to politics, Hollywood psychology, every single thing that you can think of, um, and they're, they're also openly right about it, and admit it, too. Um, so it's, that's one of the biggest smoking guns to me is that that's happening. So I think if we can expose that that's going on and uh, find out what's going on and go and get the notes of these meetings, uh, a lot of things could be explained. People will go to jail. A lot of fraud would be alleviated, and we can have some purchasing power back in our dollar. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh that I'd heard a little bit about them, and, but, but hadn't really looked into it. Uh, a lot of a lot of what I do is I feel you know you you get the opportunity to speak when you vote. I'm proud of what a lot of people are doing now in their protests, but uh, and I think I got cut off, uh, got sidetracked earlier, but. Part of the reason I was uh, interested in, in talking to you is because there's not many people like you who, even if you are speaking to somebody who holds the exact opposite opinion of you, you are willing to talk to them and speak to them. And it was evident in your live stream that you went up to some members of Antifa and some other people and uh, tried to talk to them and, and nobody wanted to hear anything you had to say. Uh, I think you mentioned the Bilderberg Group and the response was, you're racist, you're this, you're that, fuck you, blah, 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 and that 
that's just not the the type of attitude those people need to have if they want to see change in the world regardless of what change it is they want to see you're not going to accomplish anything with that kind of attitude they need to i mean there you were willing to have a conversation and uh an open discussion uh but they that all they wanted to do was be seen and cause a disruption i think and and that's a big issue now because you see it from from all sides uh it doesn't seem like there's very many people who are attacking these issues the right way. Uh, uh, I think protests and demonstrations are a great way to do it, but then when you you protest and you demonstrate, that should be just so that you get the platform to have your voice heard. Whenever somebody's there and willing to willing to listen to you and willing to talk to you, you need to be ready and prepared with the right thing to say and to just start name calling and ad hominem comments and stuff that's not the the right approach to it yeah i I agree and i think it's a result of decades and decades of brainwashing and uh, i don't throw around the term brainwashing lightly um edward bernays who was a nephew of sigmund freud who literally wrote the book on propaganda and coined the term public relations uh, has openly written and sent on videotape, and there's documentaries about it. One of them, my favorite, I bring it up all the time, is it's free online on Vimeo and YouTube. It's BBC, The Century of Self. It's a four-part documentary, but the first one is based on Echo Bernays, and he's on video. He openly admits that we need to control people and turn citizens into consumers and manipulate people because people are stupid. He even calls his own daughter stupid. Um, and his work was the, the basis of what the Nazis did. And on top of that, then you have the United States government, uh, which has been declassified. Anybody can freely Google it, um, even though there are portions of it that are still blacked out and redacted. Uh, MK Ultra, where it was a brainwashing, uh, 20-year brainwashing program, and they have hearings about that in the, in the House and Senate. You can look that up on YouTube. The church committee, and there was another committee on that. that the, the name of the committee is escaping my mind right now. But you can see it there. They're holding up uh, a gun that can cause a heart attack, and they're talking about how they would mind control people, sexually assault people, physically assault people, uh, electroshock people, uh, put people down, strap them to beds, and have things punches in their mind uh, hundreds times a day for days, hours, and even months sometimes. And they also are the people that have created the education uh Administration. They created the National Education Administration, the Rockefellers, the Roth, uh, the Rothschilds, their entities with the Carnegie family here in the United States. They've created basically every way of thinking here. And now we've gotten to the point where we're so brainwashed, we're on both sides, we fail to see hypocrisy in what we're doing. And that's part of what I was doing, giving people uh, before the video before that, that you may have missed that I went that rally, the first video before I interviewed Dr. Shiva there, I went to the Antifa side of things and I asked them, I'm going to see who here is a proponent of socialism. One guy said he was, and I said, may I ask why? And he said, well, capitalism has gotten out of hand. And I was going to talk to him about how, yes, capitalism is maybe out of hand, but still socialism and communism has killed far more people and has failed far more often, and capitalism may not be perfect, but it's the best, worst thing that we've got right now. Um, until somebody makes something better. But he actually started walking away and then people said, ask you. And then I proceeded to ask these people, what does Nazi stand for? Because these people are all here, these 
selecting people regardless of their affiliation, whether it be Black Lives Matter or Antifa or Veterans Against War or whatever they may be, they all think that Trump is a Nazi and they think that he's a fascist. Uh, they think that Trump is a Nazi, Trump is a Nazi, Trump is a Nazi. And they all like socialism. So then I asked them, do you guys know what Nazi stands for? And then they said, F you, you're a racist, you're a homophobe, because Nazi literally stands for the National Socialist Party of Germany. So yeah. these people fail to realize the uh, hypocritical irony that's going on, and I believe it's because of years and years and years of indoctrination by a small group of elites, unfortunately, the robber bearers, if you will. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I've this is what's interesting because I feel like we're me and you when I say we're me and you are fighting the same fight from different angles you uh, your radio show and what you've kind of dedicated to is just educating people of here's what's happening here's what's going on and you know this is what we need to do to solve it don't don't be blindfolded blah 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 and I approach it from a uh, uh, a kind of a different perspective in that yeah, there is a lot of people my age, I would dare say the majority my age, who think they support socialism, who think that that's what they want. So what, I'm, what I want to do is instead of trying to sit and argue with them about that is to say, look, capitalism is especially free market capitalism, which is what we're supposed to have. It's kind of more of a crony capitalistic thing right now, but true free market capitalism supports the little guy just as much as it does the big guy you can find especially in our evolving economy you can find ways to make money more now than ever there think about how many youtube millionaires there are now as compared to even 10 years ago or how many people have a podcast that's that's successful and and they're paying their bills off of that there's so many ways for the individual to to make money now as opposed to just 10 or 20 years ago and if you can i try to empower people by by teaching them that you know you don't have to be stuck in this system of working your way up this same bullshit corporate ladder you can do something for yourself uh i've even had people who think that you know you have to they think that you have to take a test or pass a class in order to open a business but really it's as simple as filing one form and you can do that online uh, it's a different price in, in different states, but in Virginia it was $150. In Tennessee it was like $225, and it's one form and pay your fee. There you go. There's your business license. Uh, so what? And I, 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 oh, go ahead, go ahead. I just wanted to say, I mean, what you said is, is so true and so right. I mean, I had Jeff Berwick on my show from the Dollar Vigilante, and he said. Very simply, and the best way to explain capitalism to me is, you get paid for your work. You get paid for your goods or your products or your services. You get paid for what you do. You get paid for your work. But simply, in communism, you don't. Uh, in communism, when times were good, you had maybe six or eight different cheeses you could choose from in the, in the supermarket. And when times were bad, you had one cheese that you could get. Uh, so obviously, when there's more competition, there's more people that are allowed to do things and that comes from the programs of big government and these people that are on the liberal side of things and I don't think the Republicans are much better but because even the majority of the Republicans I would actually put in this group I don't think that the Republicans are much different I think most Republicans are big government Republicans and they want the government to be the prop to, to be their saviors and people don't realize whether they be on the left or the right um, I'll 
outside of politics. They want, oh, well, we want health care, or we want this thing, or we want that. But these are the same people that are responsible for um, trafficking children and causing genocide overseas and assassinating people and toppling, toppling regimes and starting wars over lives. So why would you trust them with their health care? Why would you want to give them more money or power? So, oh, everyone keeps saying government's the problem. Even the left-wing people, some of them will admit, yeah, government's the problem, government's the problem, but then they want to give the government more money and power, which doesn't make any sense at all of it. No, government is they're extremely inefficient for one. Uh, if you compare them to a nonprofit, and that's that's the big argument from a lot of conservatives is if you let the free market regulate itself, which it will and it does, because just like in a, in in democracy, you you vote to change the system. In the free market, you your dollars are your votes, and where you spend those dollars is is who you're you're giving your support to. So you can change it from the inside out like that, but uh. Oh, I forgot. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, we're talking about capitalism and voting with your dollar. And oh, yeah, yeah. So con- conservatives, a lot of times, will will put up that, and I think it's a really valid argument that uh, charities are much more efficient than than big government is. You you give a dollar to charities, ninety cents of that dollar gets spent on the cause that you intended it to. But if you give a dollar to government, ten cents of it gets spent on the cause that you wanted it to, and the other ninety cents get gets wasted. I know we've all heard about uh, uh, different situations with the government, like there was a sixteen thousand dollar hammer that that was paid for and and wasn't caught till after the fact. So there wasn't anything that could be done about that. But sixteen thousand dollars on one hammer is that's that's ridiculous, and it just goes to show how inefficient government is. And uh, on the on the on the on the left side of things, they 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 say you know well that's charity. Not everybody's going to donate to charity. Well, no, they're not, and especially when you're taking forty percent of their their income. But if you allow them to keep more of their income, I think you'll you'll see that there's a lot of philanthropists out there. There's a lot of people who will donate uh, a higher percentage to, to charity if they got to keep more of their income. Think about how much money Bill Gates has donated and and everything that he's done, and and Tim Cook and. Uh, uh, Mark Cuban. I mean, a lot of these people. Part of it. Part of it is the fact that they get to deduct that from their taxes. But another part of it is they have seen these issues in, and and even had it impact their life. You see a lot of people who've been impacted by cancer or uh, uh, sexual assault or or anything, any kind of disease or anything. So because they've had that impact their life, it, they understand that and they relate to that, and they they'll set up a cause that's. Uh, or a nonprofit that's directed to support those things and try to help those things, or, or they donate, they they partner with one that's already established and they donate to it, and then they stand for it and represent it and sponsor it even. Uh, so I, I just think uh, capitalism is, and especially free market capitalism, is is the way to go all the way around. Anybody who thinks that we need to give more more power and more authority to the government just doesn't under. They don't fully understand the ramifications of doing that. When you give them more power, you're going to get more corruption. Uh, what's the saying? Uh, absolute power corrupts absolutely. I think that's the situation that that we get in when you talk about giving the government more power. And it even a lot of people will a lot of left people on the left side will will cite all the back to the 1920s and 30s and say what well, you know FDR's New Deal. Uh, 
got us out of the Great Recession and the 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 esta- establishing the central bank got us out of the Great Recession and pulled us out of this and out of that. Well, all economies are going to have recessions, but there's a real valid argument for saying that the central banks and the New Deal kept us in the recession longer than necessary, and the recovery well, wasn't as good as it should have been. Yeah, I mean, if you want to go back to the 1920s and the 1930s, I mean, Ben Bernanke at the University of Chicago on video admitted that uh, the Federal Reserve orchestrated the collapse of 29 and profited from it. And uh, people laud FDR like he's some kind of superhero that saved the American economy, when in reality, he had the American people turn in their gold, and people did it. And then on top of that, he would burn up crops and do other things to try to make his economic schemes. In reality, he didn't do jack with his policies but waste money. But what happened is we went into war, and war is a good profit. And that's one thing that doesn't change today because no matter how bad or good the little guy is doing or the middle class guy is doing, the stock market and Wall Street always soars because they're in cahoots with the military-industrial complex, and that budget will never ever go down. And you're talking earlier about charity and people giving to charity. We didn't always have a welfare state here in the United States. People lived before welfare. People like, oh, how will we live? How will we live? Well, we lived before that, and exactly what you said happened. Charities and churches took care of people, uh, and they would help them get a step up. And you were not, and people always blame capitalism, capitalism, capitalism the problem. Well, capitalism may be the problem, but we're not living in true capitalism, like you said earlier. This quality capitalism the dollar is regula- uh, regulated by uh, a Federal Reserve Bank that has never been audited ever in its history. Um, they raise the interest rates. And on top of that, too, these people meet <laughs> like I said, with the Bilderberg Group to talk about, oh, we're going to raise gas prices, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And they pick winners and losers. They, they are, they're, they're now making you buy things like, like healthcare and all these other things. So... And, and you're talking about the budget, people having more money to free up to do things, to be charitable. Well, forget the rich guys. Americans are the most charitable people, but like you said, they're having 30 to 40 of the percent of their money taken. And what's worse, sometimes we don't even know where it's going, like the CIA. The CIA's own budget is not even classified. We don't even know how much money they're getting. Forget that uh, however many million dollar uh, hammer that they had. We also lost three trillion right before nine eleven. We lose trillion dollars. We're twenty trillion dollars in debt, and we don't even know how much money the CIA gets. Absolutely absurd. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, and and it it all comes down to manipulation, and and some of it they'll 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 admit is intentional manipulation. Like you mentioned, the central bank uh, manipulates interest rates, and the that can be to blame for you ask any economist and they'll say yes the central bank and even the central banker uh the the fed chair at the time took the blame for it took the fall for it that's why they stepped down that's how we ended up with janet yellen they artificially held interest rates down too low for too long and uh on the flip side of that they they sometimes hold them too high for too long and and people don't even a lot of most of your common folk don't understand how that impacts their life but it's it it impacts almost every aspect of your life especially your money because not only do your commercial banks base their interest rates on their loans and their prime rates on their loans based off of the 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 federal 
rate and what the federal rate is is the overnight carry if you know the if you're a bank uh wells fargo and you have x an excess amount of funds in your bank today that you didn't loan out you don't have out working for you either in a business or auto loan or anything like that you don't have that money out working for you you deposit it with the with the uh, the Fed overnight and your money will earn that in their money not yours their money will earn that interest rate overnight so the next day when they wake up you know there's their profit that's why it sets the baseline so they're not gonna loan me money at that same interest rate because they know that money's guaranteed it's backed by the government if worse if push comes to shove the Fed will just print that money and add that to their balance sheet so they're going to charge me a premium above that. Well, when the if the Fed hold holds interest rates down too long, then it's free money. It's cheap money. And then the supply and demand of the free market, you've got when you know, you've got artificial interest rates by the central bank being held down for too long. Well, you've got commercial banks and investment banks looking for larger returns elsewhere because when the market's growing, this, the, like it has been for the last eight years, the stock market, Trump likes to take credit for the, these new highs. And yes, these are new highs. But if you look at the stock market since the recession, it's been on an uptrend since for the last eight years. And during that whole time, we just started seeing the Fed raise rates. We're up to not even 2%. Now it's like 1, 1.5% for the overnight carry rate right now. It should be a lot higher because how much are these investment banks and hedge funds making in the market? I mean, just in the last year, we've seen it go from 1600 to crossing 20000 and the Fed interest rate's still at 1.5%. The federal funds rate should be closer to 5% or 6% right now in order to... And what I'm getting at is because they're artificially manipulated, there's a... there's a mismatch in the balance there. Everybody exactly. wants. It's, it's the yeah. of party capitalism, and that's the opposite of free market capitalism. Because when you have a, a small group of elite people who have never been audited engineering interest rates and doing things like quantitative easing, then they're not accountable to anybody. That's obviously not free market. That's government. That's central planning. And Americans, we went to war over a three percent tax on tea to start this country. Now Americans have thirty to forty percent of their income taxed for three or four months out of a year, and you get that stolen from you. Imagine if a bully was coming up to you every single year and stealing thirty to forty percent of your income. You would do something about it, but people don't do anything about it because they become complacent and lazy. And that's due to chemicals like astrazine, bisphenol A, the fluoride in the water, the genetically modified food, the geoengineering, the brainwashing that occurs um, in these schools, and the propaganda through people like Edward Bernays and the people <laughs> that he on. And that's why things that are so insane and so crazy right in front of our face, people aren't doing anything about it. And they should because they've been systematically and then take and then forget that how many people are on prescription drugs and you know there's nothing wrong with medicating yourself but when you look at the side effects and then take for example Bayer, they knowingly put hiv in one of their drugs and gave it to freaking kids and these are the companies that we trust and we want to get health care from these people we want to you know, like it's absolutely 
insane. And uh, people need to wake up, get out of their trance, and uh, do something peacefully about things before it's too late. Absolutely. Uh, you touched on a good point there. The, the attitude when this country was founded is not the same attitude that we see nowadays. And it probably does come back to a lot of what you're saying. Like uh, uh, the, you talked about the Bilderberg Group creating the education system. They're trying to grow consumers. And, and it's, it's all a big uh, a matter of just brainwashing so that you're there just like a farmer grows crops. They're cultivating the attitude that they want the, the, their citizens to have because it'll be a lot easier to get what they want and, and have things their way. Even though the same organizations that are creating the problems, most of the people still trust them to be the ones to provide the solution. But there's no sense in that. There's no logic in that. If this, if this, if you worked at a at a at a corporation and you messed up and you caused an issue, you caused the problem. They're not going to turn on you and ask you to provide the solution. You're going to be punished for for whatever it is, whatever wrongdoing you you did. And then they're going to provide the solution. They're going to they're going to fix it. It's uh, there's just a lot of issues, and I think it's a it's going to be a big uphill battle. Uh, but it's a, it's a good fight to to it's something worthy to fight for. Yeah, I mean it's it's literally the future of the humanity to fight for because I mean these people have openly written. David Rockefeller's autobiography memoir in 2002 on page 406 that he wants to create a new economic order and destroy America. He says he's guilty and he's proud. Then he talks about uh, him in creating the Trilateral Commission. He talks about where he met William Bailey, who was the head of the Psychological Warfare Department, who would go in to create CBS. Uh, so these people admit all their own intentions and their own writings and they brag about it. And that's why they put symbolism like y'all seeing I and such on the back of the goblin bill and they write books and they write white papers from the council on foreign relations admitting their intentions because they think that they've got us in such a chemical brainwash stupor that they can do whatever they want and then they can steal your money, traffic kids, start illegal wars and laugh in your face and you're, they're not going to do anything about it. For, for people who because a lot of this to a lot of people, a lot of common folk will say, oh, this is just conspiracy. These are just, you know, conspiracy theorists. They're off the wall. They're crazy, blah, blah, blah. What would you say to them? Like, where would you direct them to uh, 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 try to, you know, get their feet wet and build their foundation of the truth? Well, the first thing that I would say to them that conspiracy is a term that was coined by the CIA declassified in one foolish. On, uh, on Google or YouTube and you can see the video or the, the document itself where after the Warren Commission anybody that wanted to question the Kennedy assassination was called a conspiracy theorist. The definition of conspiracy is two or more people getting together to do something negative or nefarious. People every single day in the United States and all over the world get locked up for committing conspiracies. Uh, and like I told you earlier, the Bilderberg Group, which was created by the Dutch royal family the Rockefeller, Rothschild, the British royal family, and two Nazis is literally the definition of a conspiracy. And they, out of one side of the mouth, they say, well, there's no such thing as conspiracy. There's no such thing as conspiracy. But then at the other side of the mouth, they say, well, Russia is collusion. There's Russia collusion. So it's the same damn meaning, it's the same damn word, but they don't want you to believe one is real and the other is not. So, but the factual information that I would divert people to, because 
most of these people don't want to hear my annoying repetitive voice, I would uh, point them to people more scholarly and intelligent than myself. The first place I would introduce them to would be author and historian Carol Quigley. Now, he was a Georgetown professor, and he was trained by Harvard and Princeton, so he is no conspiracy theorist by far. Um, even Bill Clinton, you can go on video during his inauguration speech, credits Carol Quigley with uh, being his mentor and hero. And in his, in his two most famous books, Anglo-American Establishment and Tragedy and Hope, uh, beginning with the Anglo-American Establishment, that book opens up with a reproduction of one of the Rothschild, Lord Rothschild's will, where he talked about the formation of a secret society and the re-encapsulation of the United States under the British Empire and control over their, uh, what they want to do. Then it takes it from there, and it talks about how these people operated behind the scenes, financing Hitler, uh, working illegally in the White House to shape events during World War II. Uh, David Rockefeller talked about how he created... Uh, sorry, pardon me, uh, his father, how he gave the, the United Nations the land that was all constructed. Uh, that guy breaks down all factually and solidly how these people have been operating for the last 150 years, bare minimum. And his two books are the Anglo-American Establishment and also Tragedy and Hope. But there's also, you would want to read Everett Bernays' Propaganda. Uh, you also want to read David Rockefeller's memoirs from 2002. And then you can just go to websites like the Trilateral Commission and the Bilderberg Group. They have websites of the Council on Foreign Relations. They have a podcast. They talk about things that they want to do and just brush up on the history of what they, they do. I mean, the Council on Foreign Relations doesn't make a difference whether it's been a Democrat or Republican. We've had a president from the Council on Foreign Relations almost every single time. Same thing with Secretary of State. Same thing with Secretary of Trade. Same thing with the head of the World Bank. Same thing with the head of the World Trade Organization. And up until Donald Trump right now, we've had a member of the Trilateral Commission in the White House uh, ever since Nixon stepped down. And even as far back, the History Channel admits um, in a documentary series they made called The Men Who Built America, they talk about this, the election of 1896, how they had to buy that election, and that was uh, a satirized thing where there was Rockefeller and J.P. Morgan and Carnegie and all these same people sitting together. So I would I would tell people to go to these people's own writings and own books to start with Carol Quigley. And also lastly, uh, Anthony Sutton is also a great historian too that documents a lot of this information. Who was that last one? Anthony Sutton. Uh, he, he breaks down a lot of the stuff about the this group's ties to both sides of World War Two. He also documents things like the Council on Foreign Relations um, he even gets into the Stone Bones Society too, which is which is rather interesting. So, uh, but these are respected people that uh, that delve into this. And I mean, the best information is what comes out of their own mouth. You can look up videos and quotes from what these people have said themselves, and I think those are the most telling. Yeah, absolutely. I think the information's out there if they can, uh, if they'll just do the do the work to uh, educate yourself. Uh, so. Let's say they, they, they do that, they follow those instructions, they get those books, they look into it, they start to, uh, they start to buy into it and understand it and believe it. Uh, what, can, uh, what would you suggest, aside from voting, what would you suggest that people do in order to uh, make a change? Well, like I said, I think the most important thing that anybody can do is to make sure you get the verifiable 
100% provable information and share that with people so we get to a critical mass and we can do something. So, for example, I live in the tiny state, the small state here, Rhode Island. But if everybody in Rhode Island, for instance, knew that the income tax was illegal and constitutional and refused to pay it, um, you might have something there. I think it's just getting to the critical mass. But other small things besides voting that people can do is create community groups. Um, one of the things that I've tried to do and I'm continuing to do is uh, have a group that meets, you know, once a week or even once a month. I've been doing it weekly. Uh, and just I try to get people, regardless of their left wing or right wing or their taken or the Christian or whatever they are, um, people that just want to do something peaceful uh, together. And, you know, it, everyone's different. Everyone has their own talent. You know, some people might want to, you know, drop hints in their music or speak openly about a music. Some people maybe want to make memes. Other people, other people get behind the camera. Other people do what you're doing, share financial information so people can be empowered. Other people share health information so people can be uh, empowered. Other people share information on things like gardening. But uh, it comes to building those relationships and uh, the people in your community. And once you get to the critical mass of having that information to people and understanding that, wow, a lot of things that are going on is a big fraud and it's illegal, um, then the problems will take care of themselves uh, because those people, they, they're not going to be in the position of power. And it's really, it doesn't make a difference if those people get in the position of power. If we can expose the methods that they use, then they simply won't work anymore. You know, if you know you're being hypnotized, you won't, you can't stop being hypnotized unless you're really, really susceptible to hypnotism. So once you understand the trick, the trick doesn't work anymore. Uh kind of off topic a little bit but so regardless of of your opinion of trump's politics do you think that trump was was part of this plan because he's he you know all the voters look at him as an outsider he wasn't part of the establishment of either party uh he's he's not a career politician do you think that this was a uh an upset or a surprise for the establishment or do you think that it was somehow part of the plan you know, that's a great question because uh, when I first started following the situation of Trump, you know, he talked about how he had people like Roger Stone and Jerome Corsi, and he talked to people like Alex Jones that all he knew about the New Order and the Federal Reserve and this and that. And then I figured, oh, well, come the time of Republican debates, we'll see where Donald Trump is headed at. And uh, I very much disliked some of the things he had to say, but I didn't like the things he had to say about vaccines and there may be potential cause to autism. I love what he had to say about Jeff Bush and uh, how he, he allowed, his brother allowed Osama bin Laden to fly away and all the Americans and other people worldwide to stay shut. Um, and I do like the idea of somebody exposing fake news. I mean, I've had a play this well before Donald Trump even ran for president called Fake News, where it's just documented CNN, Fox News, all these people just literally manufacturing news in front of the green screen. Uh, so, and then I figured, well, we'll know for sure if he's real or not during the debates with him and Clinton. And he said, he said some pretty interesting things and pulled out some dark things about the, the Clinton family, which surprised me because he went pretty far. Um, but then you see the pictures with him and the Clinton family hanging out before that. So you don't really know, or was he just using these people for, uh, you know, his business side? So then you get to, you just see the Republicans and the Democrats and everybody hating the media hate them. Now you have to come down to the position. And are they doing that all on purpose to 
make you like Donald Trump, or are they doing it to, you know, maybe he's actually the real deal? But one of the things I've taken away from this is divide and conquer, you know, order out of chaos, and uh, these people, he could be the perfect person to completely polarize people because because he has done some good things. Like, I mean, the Republicans' first thing, the Republicans wanted to get rid of the ethics board. He said, no, you're not going to do that. You know, he ended the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which was a great thing. But it's out of the, the climate deal, which I, I think was a good thing. He's also, you know, he sold weapons to Saudi Arabia. Um, and, you know, he's got and people, you know, he had three representatives, including Wilbur Ross, at the Bilderberg Group. So at this point, I still can honestly say, I mean, during the Bush and Obama years, I, I could say I know what's going on and where we're headed. But at this time, I cannot say for sure one way or another whether Donald Trump is his own independent man, even though he's flawed trying to fight the system, or whether he's part of the system, or whether he's just an agent of dividing and conquer. I honestly don't know. What's your take on that? Uh, I'm like you. I'm torn on it. I... I, I think that he's I think that he's too wealthy. Anybody that's got three commas by their name is I think that he's too wealthy to be in touch with the middle class and the lower class. Uh, you know, he's just too out of touch to to really know what their problems are. But at the same time, I I don't think that you know as far as the Democrats went, there was Hillary and then everybody else. It was. For whatever reason, I think now with the oh, I can't remember her name, but the the lady that that just recently came out with a book explaining how Hillary Clinton determined uh, who, yeah, yeah, she uh, Hillary Clinton determined who of the the uh, candidates got money for their campaign from the the Democratic Party. Uh, I think it's evident now as to why none of the other candidates stood a chance, except maybe Bernie Sanders, and you know he's his own man. He's not even really a, a Democrat. But as far as the Republicans go, there were Trump, and then it was almost like every other candidate got their chance to take him down. That from one debate to the next, there was, well, let's see how Ted does. Let's see how, how Marco does. Let's see how Jeb does. And uh, I think that they gave them each their, their fair chance. And if they wanted Trump, if the, the Republican Party and the establishment wanted Trump to be their man from the start, I don't think that we would have seen, uh, it would have looked more like the Democratic uh, nomination did, or the, the run for Democratic candidate went. Uh, so I just, I'm, I'm, I'm like you, I'm still on the fence with it. I, <coughs> I think that he, he has the chance to do some, to do some good stuff, especially for businesses and entrepreneurs. And, uh, I understand some of the some people's concerns with tax reform, but I'm a fan of this tax reform. The only thing I don't like about it, honestly, is that he's getting rid of uh, some of the like itemization. Like uh, I, I really like to itemize my taxes, and it and it enables me to really get that taxable income down. From but from what I've seen and and read on it. Uh, we're, if this passes, you're going to have a 20% tax rate, but you're not going to be able to get your, your taxable income down because he's getting rid of 90% uh, of the stuff on the list that you're able to itemize right now. I think that you know interest on your mortgage is one of the only things that's going to be hanging around. Uh, but I, you know, when I do my taxes, I have a, a safe full of receipts from 
lunch to gas and clothes and just everything uh so that i can i can itemize my expenses and uh that's one of the things they got they got rid of but hopefully hopefully that gets put back in if that gets put back in then i'm completely on board with the tax reform uh and i understand uh, other people don't like it but i think the biggest problem that the majority of people have with it is the fact that it's trump and republicans uh a lot of liberals and a lot of progressives a lot of people that identify as a democrat or independent they oppose this tax reform because it's trump or because it's it's a republican tax reform and that's really their their main beef with it that's their main argument against it but if you look into yeah, it the, Demo- <laughs> the democrats didn't have any problem when jfk was on taxes or when countless other democrats wanted to defend it you're right it's just uh it goes back to what we we're talking about earlier because we, we, we people here on the left or the right or whatever it may be we we have this bias in our head which unfortunately is not truth or discernment but this bias is just just verifying the same information that you get from either if you're on the left whether it be media matters or msnbc or some of the late night shows or if you're on the right whether it's just be all from uh Braveheart and drudge or whatever you get it from i mean people are just feeding into their own little bubbles and just regurgitating the same information and you're right, we need to have the open mind to talk with one another because otherwise anything, nothing is ever going to happen. I mean, it's good for Congress to have gridlock. I mean, I don't think they should be just passing bills left and right. But uh, if people won't even talk to each other, that's just that's just brewing for, for disaster. Yeah, there's a... Uh, I heard an old saying, It's it's been some years ago when I heard it, but... Uh, it was, uh, I think, I, I don't even think I heard it. I think it's something that I read when I was reading about the different uh, uh, forms of government and democracy what, from early on when it was first uh, idealized and, and, and formed. It was thought that uh, the, the nature of democracy, the, uh, the quicker stuff moves through, the, it's a good indicator that government and rules and laws right now aren't where they need to be it's not a representation of of the majority of the people that's why laws are passed easily uh but when when the government is in gridlock and it seems like you have two sides pulling hold on my daughter's uh waking up solstice you okay you okay honey okay lay back down honey uh but uh so when the government moves quickly or uh, is in gridlock, it's a good representation that the majority has been represented. And uh, I think that we've seen instances like that in the past, but I don't think that that's the situation right now. I think that we're in gridlock right now because uh, uh, of just the swing of the pendulum. Uh, too many, pe- and like you said, too many people are uh, uh, too stubborn to work with the other side there should be a lot of uh, bipartisan effort in a lot of things but there's not it's the simple fact that uh, because the liberals propose one thing then the republicans are going to naturally be against it and because the republicans are they propose a bill or they want to see something happen then the 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 democrats are naturally going to be against it and we're not going to get anything accomplished as long as that's what's going on yeah, I mean, it's even worse than that, though, because, I mean, this year we've seen violence on so many sides because, I mean, who cares if the Democrats and Republicans 
on Capitol Hill can't work with one another. I mean, we have people, either, you're either a Nazi or a communist, <laughs> like either or, you can't be any on either side. And like we had the Battle of Berkeley uh, 1, we had the Battle of Berkeley 2, we had, you know, the first rally for the Republic where there's just violence on all sides. And then you have, you know, the congressman being shot, um, Scalise uh, was shot, and, you know, whether it's on the left or the right wing side, you've seen that, you know, whether it's been Trump rallies or other political rallies or just people on the street, people getting kidnapped, all this stuff over politics, people getting their ass whipped. Uh, so, yeah, it's more than just political debate for the first time. These people, like, they, they really think that, okay, one side is communist, one side is fascist, and it's like, I... It's okay to it's okay to, to kill this person or punch this person because they're this or that. And it's the way that we dehumanize people by putting them in a category or a label, and it allows us to do that. It takes away the empathy that we would normally have because normally, if we were just sitting like, all together in a movie theater, you know, we wouldn't probably think about it. But you know, when this person says this or that, then um, oh, that person's a fascist, that person's a Nazi, or that person's a communist or whatever. So yeah, I think the chair because of that. Yeah, these everybody wants to label everything, and you've got I don't I don't know I laugh at the term SJW. I mean, it's they're a real group, but it's just uh, the way that we label everything now. And it's probably the result of just the internet, just the fact that we're so connected now, as opposed to even ten or twenty years ago. Uh, I think that that's the result. That's what we're seeing. That's just part of our natural evolution. But we're gonna. It's it, if we want to accomplish anything, we're gonna have to learn to communicate better and uh, realize that at the end of the day, we're all Americans. We're 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 in this together. Uh, and even beyond that, we're all humans and we're all on this planet. And you know, we, we as far as we know and can prove, we only have one shot at this. So uh, people need to stop worrying about winning and losing and right and wrong, and 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 we need to focus on working together uh, in order to accomplish what's right. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's really what happens. And I mean, human beings naturally have that inclination and tendency to work together. I mean, uh, there's even chemicals that are released in our brain uh, that are similar to doing drugs when we work with somebody or we help somebody out. Um, but what happens is organizations like, um, whether they be the Democrat Republicans or the large corporations, I mean, even the model of Freemasonry, and I've been to the Supreme Mother Lodge in Washington, D.C., and I did a people that holes in front of uh, their stained glass windows where Albert Pike is buried, and uh, their their motto is Abo Akeo, which means order out of chaos, and uh, that's what they try to do. They try to divide us along every single line, whether it's a real line, whether it be, you know, something where there's a real injustice going on and they try to claim it, or they just create imaginary ones. Because we have the strength, we have the numbers that these people are more afraid of us than we are of them. But they keep us constantly fighting with one another over most times trivial things um, instead of looking at the real enemies, which is the people in, uh, in the high rises and uh, hanging out with those Isn't that something... Seems like I read about that with Christianity back in the day. That was now. I'm not trying to bash on anybody's religion, but the idea that uh, Constantine uh, uh, put together and edited the the what we now know as the King James version of the Bible, and he did that as a a method of population control because there were so, the the lower class and poverty 
had such great numbers that they they were afraid kind of you know just simply being overthrown by the power in that in those numbers and that's have I read that somewhere? Do you know anything about that? Have you heard that? Uh, are you, what are you specifically referring to? Uh, Constantine, uh, the Bible that we know today, the Christian Bible, the King James okay. Version, the book that, you know, because there, the, there's talk about some books were left out and some books were, uh, he selected some books over others and left books out, blah, blah, blah. Now, regardless of those that topic and the Bible in general, he he used that as a, a method of population control and and crowd control, just to keep the the lower classes from overthrowing the government and the rich few who were in power. Okay, yeah. So I, I have actually not gone that far down that path, so I can't I can't talk to that. But I do know that Constantine did use Christianity and even as a it was very politically useful to him to say the very least to uh, to adopt Christianity. Uh, so I haven't gone that far down the rabbit hole, but uh, I recently have had some people, I have Bill McGregor on my show, who is a Christian author, and I'm also going to have Doc Marquis back on my show coming up January 8th, and we're going to debate the validity of Christianity uh, uh, just as a side note. Now, I, I, I personally believe that there's a God, that there's a high power, but uh, to everything, I keep a skeptical and open mind. So uh, we'll, we'll, I'm gonna get de- delve into that. I guess a little more in the coming weeks. Oh yeah, that would be that. That'd be really interesting. So uh, he's gonna come on and try to prove that there is. You're gonna uh, try to prove that he's wrong, essentially, right? Yeah, I'm not saying no, I'm not saying that uh, Christianity is ultimately wrong because I won't make my so here's something about me on a personal note. So there are certain things that I can prove without a shadow of a doubt. Um, the Federal Reserve is illegal and unconstitutional. The Bilderberg Group actually does uh, really exist and plan and steer world events. Um, 9-11 bare minimum, the official story was a blatant lie. Um, and the government is brainwashing us and using propaganda and all this stuff against us. Um, but then there's other things when it comes to... Uh, UFOs, or UFOs extraterrestrials, or religions, or whether the Earth is round or flat, like, I will never definitively say, yes, this is this way, yes, this is that way, no, this is definitively not this way, but I'll keep a skeptical but open mind to it. At this point, like I said, I personally believe that there's a God, because even if science says it's a big bang, somebody had to bang that, and the DNA is a code, and it's a mathematical equation, and it's a creation, and just the fact that we are created implies the fact that there's a creator, but then you get to the bigger question, well, who created the creator? Where did that creator come from? I don't know. My small human mind is, is incapable of understanding that. But at this point, um, I, I think it may be quite well possible that Jesus Christ did exist, and who knows, maybe he is the savior of the world, but at this point, um, I've been asking questions for 10, 12 years now, and I have read the Bible from front to cover, and uh, it took me uh, like a year and a half, two years to go through it all. Um, but uh, and I want to go back through it again. But uh, I'm not convinced at this point, and I have some questions that have yet to be answered. And perhaps if I get them answered, maybe I'll have a different thing. But I, for anything I can't prove, I like to keep a skeptical yet open mind. Yeah, that 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 makes perfect sense. And I'm I'm not one to argue with anybody about their religion, regardless of my my views on it. If 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 somebody has religion, as long as they're not trying to force that onto somebody else, and they're not. 
uh, causing somebody else harm or, or, or judging somebody else based off of you know the rules in their religion, then I'm fine with it. Uh, I think that religion can do a, a lot of good in, in people's lives if if you go to religion and and praying is the only thing that that keeps you from committing suicide then hey religion that's fine be as religious as you need to be but i think that'd be a really good conversation uh do you have a date set for when you're going to have him on i think that'd be really interesting to hear yeah so if anybody wants to hear because i just recently had a debate with uh with bill mcgregor Bill McGregor wrote a book about the book of Isaiah and how that proves Christianity may exist. And I had a debate with him. I'll briefly talk about his book, but we also debated the validity of Christianity. And anybody that was interested in hearing that, you can go to 990WBOB.com. You can go to the podcast or just click Demand the Truth on the podcast and just search for the episode of Bill McGregor. You can just check in Demand the Truth, Bill McGregor's opposite. The episode will pop right up. But also, Doc Marquis, who I've had on my show before last year, he did the Halloween episode, and uh, he's somebody that is a supposed expert on the occult, so I thought it was interesting to get him in on Halloween. But he's an individual who claims to be a member from the actual bloodlines of the supposed Illuminati. Now, I don't necessarily even believe that the Illuminati actually exists nowadays. If they do, they are definitely undercover and are not admitting that they're existing. But I like to go with approvable stuff anyways. But he believes he's actually a part of that, and he's somewhat famous for that, and uh, he claims he converted to Christianity afterwards. So he'll be coming on my show on January 8th at 7 p.m. Eastern uh, on 990WBOB.com, and uh, you can check that out worldwide and just click on the listen live there. And again, that's 990WBOB? Yes, yep. Cool, cool. I'll be sure to I'll I'll add all the links in the show notes today so that anybody that's interested can uh, can go check it out. And uh, sadly, I found out that uh, uh, Will doesn't have a podcast, but I, I we we talked about that for a minute before we started, and uh, hopefully he'll be uh, uploading some of those episodes uh, shortly, and he'll he'll have it available on uh, whatever podcast app you use. Uh, it's real. It's a real simple process, uh, and and you don't have to spend a fortune to to get it done either. Once you, ninety percent of the podcast apps, uh, like I use Castbox. I just recently, for some stupid reason, switched from uh, iPhone to Android. So on iPhone, I had the podcast app. On Android, I have to use Castbox. Well, comes to find out that CastBox, along with most of the other Android podcasting apps, pull from Apple iTunes. So once you get uploaded to iTunes, you're actually on the majority of the podcast apps anyways. You've got a select few that you have to uh, separately upload your RSS feed to, and that's uh, Stitcher's one of them, uh, Google Play, oh, what else? Stitcher, Google Play... Ah, there's a couple more that I, I can't think of right off. Uh, and then Spotify, if you want to do Spotify. But I, I personally don't, haven't uploaded to Spotify. I don't uh, support Spotify. They they kind of give the creators the short end of the stick there. And I'm just not going to give them my business. I'm not, not going to let them make any money off of my podcast because of how they do people. But uh, yeah, hopefully we get, we, we see Will uh, on all the different podcast apps here soon. That would be great. It's a real easy way to... Uh, to listen on the go. I've been a fan of podcasts for the last um, two, three years, uh, and last two years especially. I don't listen to any music whatsoever. 
if I'm playing something on the radio, then it, it's my phone's plugged in and I'm listening to some podcast. Uh, same thing while I'm around the house. Like I just finished doing dishes uh, a, an hour ago and I was listening to a podcast the whole time I was doing dishes and 90% of what I'm doing, especially when I'm working, I'm listening to a podcast because podcasts, they just, and I'm sure there's podcasts that touch on this exact episode. Uh, Will, do you know of any, or this exact topic? Do you know of any that, uh, any podcasts out there that people could maybe subscribe to and tune into that would educate them on this topic? Uh, one person in particular that comes to mind is James Corbett, and uh, I'm not sure if he does a podcast or not. His stuff is available on YouTube, The Corbett Report, C O R B E R T T, and um, I think he is very good because he presents uh, all factual information, and he also makes it an imperative for the audience to hear that you shouldn't have any heroes. You shouldn't look up to. Uh, Ben Shapiro or Alex Jones or somebody on the left or somebody on the right or Hannity or, or whoever it is or Trevor Noah or any of those people. And he's all about like, well, you know, people ask him, well, who do you listen to? Or what do you like? And he's like, it doesn't, I just go with the information. You have to go with that. You can't have any heroes. People are falling. And uh, you just have to follow, follow the information um, as best you see fit and just not try to idolize people. But I think James Corbett is, is really good. He's got a ton of information out. Um, but I'm not sure if he's on a podcast or not, but he's definitely on YouTube. Uh, it, it's probably likely. It's it's worth the search. Uh, I'm sure that there's at least a handful of podcasts that cover this topic, but you bring up a really good point, and that's don't get attached to any one person's point of view or, or any one station or anything like that. The best thing to do if you want to find out the truth is just to take in all the information and then make the educated decision yourself and it's uh, make sure you're gathering it from a number of different sources because you know there's there's multiple sides to every story and and the best way to figure out the truth is to just you know take in all those sides to the story and then it's most likely that the information that continues to reoccur across multiple platforms is the closest to the truth and anything that you know, only shows up on one source is, is likely just opinion or or incorrect. Uh, that's great, though. And that, like I said, with podcasts, I, I listen to, and it could be YouTube or whatever, but I, I there's so much information out there today that there's no reason why people aren't educating themselves on whatever topic it is that they find interesting. Uh, if, if you have a problem, there's definitely uh, a solution out there for you. Uh, and I hope that this uh, answered a lot of people's questions and was uh, entertaining. I hope that you guys uh, check out Will's stuff. Go to his uh, his Facebook page they, and uh, website. I'm sure you've got links to everything on your website, don't you? Yeah, I mean, people can check me out either 990wbob.com. Go to Demand the Truth. Every single one of my episodes are there. I have interviews with, uh, like I said, Dr. Shiva Adeyurai from NYC, who created email, John Kariaku um, from the CIA. I've had people that are on TED Talks on. So a lot of interesting people and a lot of varying things there. And then uh, otherwise, if you just want to check me out on Facebook, it's Will Turbitt, T-U-R-B-I-T-T. I'm also on Twitter at Will underscore Turbitt, T-U-R-B-I-T-T, uh, and Instagram, Demand the Truth. I'm also on MySpace under... One sexy wither. No, just kidding. That last one. Uh, so but yeah, check me out on all those uh, on 
information there. Oh, that's funny. You had me going on that last one. Um, MySpace. Who uses MySpace? It's, I think I checked it out, and it's, uh, MySpace has kind of turned into a, a music uh, social network or something for like independent music artists. I don't know, though. Uh, but yeah, Will, it's been a pleasure to have you on, and uh, hopefully we can touch base uh sometime again in the future and see how everything's went uh is there, is there anything else you want to add before we go i would just say to uh people is to verify any of the claims that i've made or any information that we've talked about and uh verify that it's authentic and then do something about it peacefully because uh we have really no other choice at this point in my time and i just want to thank you again for allowing me to come on the show all right, it's no problem, Will, any time. And then, like I said, I, I do hope to have you back on sometime in the future. I'll be tuning in to your uh, upcoming interviews, uh, 990wbob.com, uh, and I'll be looking for you in the podcast apps. Uh, but we'll uh, we'll stay in touch. Take it easy. All right, God bless. Thank you. Uh-huh. Well, that was uh, Will Turbot, real interesting guy. I I had just come across him uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, regardless of if you agree with anything that was said today or his opinion, it's important that you educate yourself on these topics because uh, there is a lot of fake news out there. There is a lot of miseducation and deflecting with the news, and and there's a lot of propaganda. Uh, I mean it. If nothing else, this past election, Russia set up so many Facebook accounts and and paid for advertisements to be spread around on Facebook. And it's real likely that you've maybe not interacted with, but you've seen those advertisements and those propaganda and that propaganda, because that's what that is. That's what that's what it falls under. So uh, don't don't be a sheep. Uh, definitely educate yourself and and don't just there's a lot of people that are guilty of this who see something on Facebook or Twitter or wherever and they won't look into it at all they just instantly believe that it's fact and then they go and have conversations with other people about it and then they present it as fact so that and that's just how that spreads it's like a virus uh, I know this topic that this today's episode didn't have much to do with with growing your business or uh, improving your bottom line, but I, Will was just too inter- interesting of a character to to pass up. And I may be doing some more stuff like this. I may have some more people on uh, later that are, are just interesting to me. And if you guys like today's episode and want to hear more entertaining uh, uh, guests, just let me know. Be sure to leave a comment. Or, uh, or get up with us on, on Twitter or any of that stuff. And uh, as always, you know, the uh, use if you want to open up a, a gold money account, use our referral code Drew Talks Biz. Uh, anybody that's interested in Bitcoin, now I'm not, like I always say, I'm not, I do not suggest investing in Bitcoin, but like I shop at a couple websites and they offer a discount. Like I get a 20% discount if I pay in Bitcoin. Well, in order to do that, I use Coinbase, and we now have a referral code for all of our listeners for Coinbase. Uh, you get an extra $10 on your first $100 deposit, so you open an account using our referral code, and uh, 
you deposit $100, your balance will be $110, and that is automatically withdrawable. Uh, so you get a free $10 for opening a Coinbase account and funding it. Uh, got some more episodes coming up shortly. It's been a real busy week. Stay tuned.